Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Time now for the bigger picture. And when we focus on the markets this morning, there are a couple of issues that we're taking note of. Yeah, it's a three-day winning streak for U.S. stocks. And it's really riding what's being dubbed the gridlock rally, Mm. where there are expectations that the Republicans will win back some seats. And also, in the mix, you've got expectations of China's data coming out today that might change sentiment depending on how things swing. And of course, cryptocurrencies are under pressure right now with that big announcement by Binance that they are planning to buy up FTX, the number two in the space. So it's raising a lot of concern about what's happening yeah. in the crypto space. Is all well or not? So let's unpack it with Stephen Innes. He is the managing partner for SPI Asset Management. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great, Stephen. Hope you are doing well as well. So let's talk yeah. about what's happening with the market direction these days. It's been going up in the past few days and it's all around what's happening with the US midterms. A bit of expectations that we will see a gridlock rally. That seems to be positive for markets. Why are you hearing and observing from the action so far? Yeah, it seems to be that way. The markets are riding on the possibility of a divided government. You know, obviously, face value, this would seem counterintuitive to non-market folks. But for those who stare at the computer screens all day, like myself and basically every other trader, um, quite bluntly, gridlock means governments can't do anything. But importantly for the markets, how we read that at this juncture, there will be no chance for left field policy changes, especially around the fiscal realm. That creates a good tone in the market because it reduces rates volatility. And it also takes an element of the Federal Reserve Board rate hike uncertainty off the table because they're not going to have to fight inflation for more stimulus. And this is a good thing for markets. Yeah, the other headline that's occupying the, I guess, headspace for many investors would be what's happening in the crypto world. A bit of upside down situation here because the two exchanges in the earlier part of the week were just fighting among each other and talking about how they would go to war almost. But now it looks like Binance is the savior for FTX and there have been some rumors of a liquidity crunch at FTX. And this all sounds very familiar. I've been tracking the crypto space. Many other crypto companies have been under pressure for the same reasons. Is there any risk of a potential spillover here from the crypto space into the risk assets? Yeah, there always is. And this is what worries me because it's a very opaque uh, market uh, when these tokens are used for collateral to take out loans. We don't know how deep this is. And we saw from uh, the three arrows, three arrow capital fiasco, how extensive this can run. Uh, mind you, uh, FTX is nowhere near the size of uh, three arrows, but we still have to keep an eye on this space. And I'm a bit worried that this is only the so-called tip of the iceberg, that there could be a lot more problems, especially if we do see another route on Bitcoin, um, you know, if we move mm. down to 10000 or something, this would make those uh, collateralized loans callable. And this is where the steamrolling effect happens. So we have to keep on, an eye on this. Look, people know this is happening out there. And I wouldn't be surprised to see speculators take another run at the downside on Bitcoin because of this factor. So we have to keep an eye on these things. Very, very important for broader markets also, given the fact that many people are involved in the crypto space now. Yeah, and look at Bitcoin prices uh, now trading at around 18500 down 10% since the news broke. And talking about the data that investors will be watching out for today, we will be getting inflation data out from China. We had a round of disappointing mm-hmm. trade data on Monday, which saw China's exports 
down for the first time in two and a half years, unexpectedly shrinking. So looking at the data from inflation, Stephen, what are you expecting? How will that feed into the global inflation picture? If we take out food prices, um, which are always a problem globally right now, and I don't think China's immune to that. I don't think there will be any inflation. I don't think because of the lockdown situations, consumers aren't spending. So there's actually a natural inflation buffer there. Okay, conversely, though, the big elephant in the room is going to be the U.S. inflation number coming out on Friday. That's really what markets are all surrounding here. I've got somewhat of a different view on how the market's evolving right now. I think we're moving into a new phase. I think we're into what we, I call peak everything phase, where we're seeing peak rates. I think that's getting priced in now, and global central bank theme returning less hawkish. I also think we're running into a, a peak inflation narrative also. This peak inflation narrative is very, very key here for overall sentiments. We start to see the markets pricing peak employment on Friday. I think we price in peak inflation this Friday, and that's going to be good for stocks. I think stocks go up on. We have mm. a huge Santa rally this year. Yeah, and talking about the inflation data out from the U.S. that will be coming at the end of the week, we are seeing the cost of living at 40-year highs. And you mentioned peak dollar. Are you expecting the dollar strength to moderate from here? Yeah, I think the dollar is going to weaken off. But look, I think it's going to be a very bumpy ride and it's going to be a gradual weaken off because we can't anticipate what's going to happen uh, in Europe over the winter. We could still have uh, a big uh, economic crunch in Europe. So you're trying to be selective where you want to sort of reduce short dollar positions. My view here is this start to reduce positions that are actually, believe it or not, conducive to a China reopening. Even though the China reopening is getting pushed back, I still like that trade. And I think uh, for a forward-forward view, I think the China trade offers a lot of goodness here in Asia. And this is something that I think we start, we have to keep our eyes open. Look, this isn't, China reopening is not going to happen right away. Okay, It's not going to happen in March. Probably won't even happen in, in, in Q2. But we know it's going to happen, and we know the way that stocks trade, they trade forward-forward outlooks, and I think this is very important to keep it in mind. We have to look at China, we have to keep our eye on, on what's happening in China right now. Yeah, it looks like so much bad news being priced into the markets. Any width of not-so-bad news would be enough to lift it these days, Stephen. Yeah, this is it. I mean, uh, it, it, it'll take very little. But, but the key here for all boats to float in this market is the Federal Reserve Board. So the Federal Reserve Board sounded quite hawkish at the last FOMC meeting, but he also came around and suggested that they're going to advocate smaller rate hikes, but for longer. But what if the data starts to turn? The data starts to turn south while through raising interest rates. Does that mean the Fed will continue to raise interest rates into a weaker economy? Probably not. This is what we've got to keep our eye on here. We've got to keep our eye on the economic data. As soon as that economic data seems like it's peaking, I think that's when you start to price in the peak Fed. I think we're there now. I might be a bit early to the party, but I think uh, we're not far away from punching that uh, blue ticket uh, to, to uh, the higher stock markets. All right. Great analysis from Stephen Ennis. He is the managing partner for SBI Asset Management. Stephen, thanks for the time today, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.